Jesus said on different occasions, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. This is something also that Jesus says in the book of Revelations, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. We need to have an ear to hear what the Word of God says about certain subjects, about certain themes. We need to have an ear tuned to the truth in God's Word. Who are the elect of God? Well, let's tune our ears to what the Word of God says, who the elect are. In this next episode, we're going to look at that. Who are the elect of God? What does God's Word have to say about this? Okay, we are now on part 16, episode 17. That is entitled, Who are the elect? And this is something that we really need to study in detail. We just can't gloss over it and um, just go on and say, well, the elect are so-and-so. Because we have to really ground our theology, our doctrine, in what the Word of God says. We have to trust the Word of God. And often, what we think or our preconceived ideas filter the Word of God, and it diverts us from the truth. It diverts us from the truth. Uh, Let's just give an example. I'll just give an example. God is love, and we know that that is biblical. However, if our spiritual filter is that God is only love, and He is not a just God, that He is not a judge, that he's going to judge sin, then what we will have is an unbalanced view of God as only good, his goodness, but not his severity. And Paul talks about the God, our God, as a balanced God. In other words, he is the God of goodness, but he's also the God of severity. He is the God of love, but he is the God of severity. He will judge, he will discipline, he will punish. And deal with sin. So we must understand this when we come to the Word of God. It must be balanced and we must have a thorough grounding in what the Word of God has to say. So in Matthew chapter 24, we have looked at verse 15 and through verse 21. Now, I did not read verse 16 and 20 through 20 because Jesus is describing that time when the abomination of desolation takes place beginning in Jerusalem. And so we're going to continue with verse 22 of Matthew chapter 24, which says this, And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. Now, we're going to get into a little bit of... uh, detailed study of the Word of God, and this is necessary. Some people don't like to study. They just want to read. They don't really really want to know um, what the Greek word is or the Strong's Concordance, what it has to say. They don't like to compare Scripture with Scripture. And the word elect 
is in the Strong's Greek is G1588. G1588, and it means to select. It means to select. And that Greek word is used, G1588, 23 times in the New Testament. 23 times in the New Testament. And so, who are the elect? Now, some will say, well, the elect are the Jews. The elect are the Jews. The elect is Israel. Um, we will, you're going to answer that question. You're going to answer that question. Is the elect Israel? And, or is the elect the church? Or is the elect both Israel and the church? And I am going to simply take the scripture and I'm going to present what the scripture says. And we are going to come to a conclusion from the word of God. Not a preconceived idea, but what God says. And we are going to receive with meekness the word of God. And so, the very first mention, the very first mention of the word elect is found in Matthew chapter 20, verse 16. Matthew 20, verse 16. So the last shall be first, and the first last. For many be called, but few elect. Now, the King James Version used chosen, but it's the same Greek word. G1588. So Jesus is saying, many are called, but few are elect. Well, many are called to salvation. Many are called to come into the kingdom. But Jesus is saying, few are elect. In other words, very few actually enter in and are chosen by God. Now, we're not talking about um, everything is strictly God, like a, a, a Calvinism. But we're just simply saying, Jesus is saying, many are called, but few are chosen because they are not willing to receive the salvation and receive what God offers them and enter into the door. See, we have to enter into the door. Jesus says, enter into the straight gate. So God offers, but there's man's free will. Now, the second time it is mentioned in Scripture, the second time it is mentioned in Scripture is also found in Matthew. And we're going to look at Matthew 22, verse 14. And again, Jesus says, but many are called, but few are chosen. Many are called, but few are chosen. Now, let's look at some other scripture verses. Let's go to Mark chapter 13, verse 22. Mark 13, verse 22. For false Christs and false prophets shall arise and shall show signs and wonders to seduce, if it were possible, even the elect. So, what Jesus is say, simply saying is that there is going to come forth people who have an anointing. Christ means anointed. Christ means anointed. But they're false. They're pseudo-Christ and pseudo-prophets. That's what the Greek word says. And if it were possible, even the elect would be deceived. So we have to be alert. And this is who reads the Bible. You know, someone once said, who was the Bible written for? Does the unbeliever read the Bible? No. Uh, does, do people of other 
Religions read the Bible? No. Who reads the Bible? It's the church. It's the Christians. And so this is a message. The Bible is written to the believers. It is written to those who take God's word and they read it. And so Jesus is saying for these elects, for these chosen sake. Okay, let's look at some other verses here. Let's go to Romans chapter 8, verse 33. Romans 8, verse 33. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect or God's chosen? It is God that justifies. Now, what is the context of this verse? Context is very important. Well, let's look at the context. Romans 8, 31. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifies. Who is he that condemns? It is Christ that died. Yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Who shall separate us? Do you see that word us? It is, it is in the context of God's elect. See, Paul is relating the God's elect to us those that have been chosen by God in Christ Jesus. So, Strong's G1588, who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? That's the same Greek word that, it Jesus's, that Jesus uses in Matthew uh, chapter 24, verse 22. And so, we want, we want to, to really... Uh, look at this and understand who is God's elect. All right, let's look at another verse. Colossians chapter 3, verse 12. Colossians chapter 3, verse 12. Colossians 3, verse 12 says, Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness, meekness, and long-suffering. What is the context of this verse? Well, let's go to the previous verse, verse 11, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond nor free, but Christ is all in all, put on therefore as the elect of God. So, Paul is very clearly saying here, he's not saying, well, the elect are the Greeks, or the elects, or the Jews, or the circumcision, or the uncircumcision, or the barbarian, or the Scythian, but Christ is all and in all. And we are therefore, as the elect of God, are to put on Christ. We are to put on Christ. And so this is, this is, very, this is a very good verse that really helps us to see who is God's elect. Well, if you want to put on Christ and you want to be holy and beloved of God and have those bowels of mercy and put on kindness and humbleness of mind and meekness and long-suffering and forbearing one another and forgiving one another, 
Wow, that means you are the elect. Amen. Let's look at some more verses here. Let's look at Titus chapter 1, verse 1. Titus chapter 1, verse 1. Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ according to the faith of God's elect. Oh, so now we have the faith of God related to the elect. And so, if we have the faith of Jesus Christ, the faith of God through Jesus, Paul says we are God's elect. We are God's elect. Let's go to another scripture verse. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 2. Elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through the sanctification of the Spirit unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace unto you and peace be multiplied. So who are the elect of God here that Peter says? Well, those that were known by God, who were sanctified through the Holy Spirit, and through the sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ, and he says, grace unto you. So, if you have been sprinkled with the blood of Jesus Christ, if you have been sanctified, set apart by the Holy Spirit, and made holy through the blood of Jesus, well, you've been known by God, And if you want God's grace and receive God's grace and peace, well, you are that elect of God. Let's look at at some more verses. Let's look at um, 2 John. 2 John chapter 1, verse 1. 2 John 1, verse 1. The elder unto the elect lady and her children whom I love in the truth. And not I only but also all they that have known the truth. So, who's the elect lady and her children? Well, obviously, in the scripture, Jesus is coming for a bride. He is coming for an elect lady, an elect bride. A bride that has been chosen out of the world. Many are called, few are chosen out of the world, and who has made herself ready with the blood of Jesus, the washed with the word of God, and removing all spot or wrinkle from her glorious, uh, from her garments and made glorious. So the elect lady, that's the church of Jesus. And her children, that's you and I. So you have the elect lady uh, typifying the church and her children. Let's look at some more verses here. Let's go to... Oh, let's see here. Let's go to Romans chapter 16, verse 13. This is a really good verse. Romans 16, verse 13. Paul says at the end of his epistle in Romans, Salute Rufus. Salute Rufus. Elect or chosen in the Lord and his mother and mine. And so the same Greek word, chosen, elect. So Rufus is a New Testament believer. He's a born-again believer. He's part of the church. And Paul says he is elect in the Lord. He's chosen in the Lord. Now, how do we become part of the Lord Jesus Christ? Well, it's through his salvation. And that is for Jew, for Greek, for Gentile, for every tongue, tribe, and nation. All of those who come into Christ Jesus, just like Rufus was, is elect 
in the Lord. Okay, let's look at another scripture verse that's really good. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. But you are a chosen and elect Greek word, G, 1588 in the Strongs. You are a elect generation. You are a chosen and elect royal priesthood. You are a chosen elect holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Have you been called out of darkness into his marvelous light? If you say yes, then you are an elect generation of God. You are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people so that you can show forth the glory and the wonders of his praises and of his kingdom. So that's very, very clear there. Let's look at, at another one. Revelation 17, verse 14. Revelation 17, verse 14. It says, These shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them. For he is Lord of lords and King of kings, and they that are with him are called and chosen. Remember, Jesus said, many are called, few are chosen. And Rufus was the elect or the chosen in the Lord. And then it says, faithful. These are those overcomers that come with the Lord Jesus Christ. And they are riding on white horses with Jesus. In Revelation chapter 19, the called, chosen, and faithful. And these are those that are going to rule and reign with Jesus in the millennial reign. And we, we will have to touch this in a future episode. So, the called, the chosen, and faithful. Have you been called in the Lord? If you say yes, then you have been chosen. Now you have to be faithful in the Lord. You have to be faithful in the Lord. And so, with these verses, and there are a couple more, but I think we have been given a real good understanding of who are the elect. And we have a very solid New Testament basis to understand that we are the elect in God. Just like Rufus was chosen, elect in the Lord, you and I, if we have come to Jesus Christ, if we have been sprinkled with his blood, if we have been sanctified by the Holy Spirit, well, guess what? You are the elect of God. So I hope that this helps clarify Matthew chapter 24, verse 22, from a biblical perspective, from a biblical standpoint, comparing Scripture with Scripture, looking at context, looking and hearing what the Word of God has to say, and receiving with meekness the Word of God, which is able to save our souls. In part 17, episode 18, which I've entitled, The Sign of His Appearing, we are going to be looking just at that, the sign of His appearing, and what the Scripture has to say about Jesus returning in the clouds of heaven. You may be surprised at how much Scripture foretells this future coming event. So, stay tuned to the next episode of The Sign of His Appearing.